Let's do it. All right. Good evening, guys. My name is Jess Weber. This is the Weber's Report. That's right. Hopefully, you guys are having a great night here on Thursday. Okay. Now, title of this show is It's a Clown Show After All, and that's for sure. It is, because if you haven't seen, I hate to do this to Madonna, but if you haven't seen her, she kind of looks kind of creepy, don't you think? This is the point in life where you just gone too far. Either A, you just sewed on a fake face uh, from someone that just died and you just plastered it on your face. That's what it looks like. Or she's at the point of plastic surgery where she is so filled up and it's just stretching that skin so tight. And you got to remember, she's 64, okay? She is at that botch phase in her life, right? And then in like 10, 20 years, she'll have like that filler clumping. And then she'll look like a, a, a mutated uh, ogre, okay? And uh, and that's where Madonna is, if you, if you were just wondering. So that's Madonna. She's 64. She doesn't even look like Madonna anymore. So she, and you got to remember, she, had, she was a big sex symbol back in the day. So I think... A lot of that has to do with today. So she's probably very self-conscious of what she looks like. So um, I feel bad for Madonna right now um, of what she looks like. But uh, hopefully uh, she will, um, I don't know. Hopefully she uh, <laughs> goes to that uh, TV show called Botch or something and gets it all reversed. I don't know. Then she'll probably shrivel up into a raisin and nobody will really like her or recognize her. Or... A lot of people think, and if we want to get a little serious here, um, she might be on the adrenochrome. So adrenochrome could do that to you. I don't know. But she's trying to look very young. And this Dr. Jibra Fashi says, Madonna 64, this is what good, clean living does. It reverses the aging process. Really? Clean? Really? Botox and filler and plastic surgery? That's clean living? Or is she really eating vegetables and lettuce to look like that thing? I highly doubt it. So I'm thinking there's a little Drina devilish. Something's going on. We all know she's part of the cabal. Anyways, um, there's this viral video. Well, not viral. Terrence, I know if you, I don't know if you guys know who Terrence is. Terrence Williams. Um, he's hilarious, okay? Um, he has this video out and it, the, the thing when Terrence does these videos, his reactions are funny, but this one, it, he's still funny in the video, but the guy talking or, or singing this song of how racist he is, it is so bad. And it's so sad that someone has gone to this level of trying to get acceptance in life. And uh, I here's the video. It's really bad. One thing about me is that when I was a kid, I was raised to be a racist little motherfucker. I use the N-word regularly like the rest of white people in Waverly. Yes, where we live, there was a place called N-word holler. All the white people referred to it as that. It's a small town in Tennessee. Another thing about me, I had a black roommate in Savannah, Georgia at SCAD. It's an art college. 1990, his name was Roy. He didn't trust me because I was white. But one thing about him was I saw his life as a white person. We lived together for nine months, and I watched this man, this boy, this 
teenage guy about 19 years old go through literal hell because he was black. And I began to understand racism finally for the first time. I'd already stopped using the N-word, but now because of what I, I saw him get arrested by a racist landlord. One thing about me is that when I was a kid. <laughs> this is so bad. This is where the left is gone. You know, they, their white guilt, this, you know, this uh, thing where white men feel guilty and they were raised racist and uh, and he feels guilty. So he's got to sing a lullaby about how racist he was and how many times he said the N-word. It's just sad. It really is sad. OK, uh, OK. You know, you could just say I'm sorry and, and move on, but you don't have to sing a song and really humiliate yourself about this. And uh, sure enough, that's what the liberals left like to do is humiliate the white men. And it's just very sad. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. It's just it's very discouraging what people uh, are going through on the left. And uh, sure enough, it's rampant. Uh, I just thought that video was hilarious with uh, Terrence Williams uh, because it's this usually is. Um, also, at the White House, we have a clown show. Just like I said, this whole world is a clown show. Here we go. What's really going on at the border? He did see exactly what's going on at the border. He didn't talk to any migrants, and he didn't go anywhere that people actually cross illegally. Why not? But he also but he met, uh, he went to the, the Migrant Center, which was a critical place to be. When you think about the partners uh, who, who are uh, our partners who are helping uh, support uh, the migrants on the ground there. Uh, there happened to be no migrants at the facility at the time that he visited. But let's, but let's... Because El Paso has been crushed. The shelters are full. There are overflow migrants sleeping in the streets. And then it's just a coincidence that suddenly the president shows up and... Well, let me talk about what's going on in El Paso, right? El Paso uh, did go down significantly prior to the president's visit uh, by about 70%. And that's a good thing, Peter. That's a good thing that... We She's clearly lost, and she's clearly, uh, um, uh, she's completely lost it. I don't, I don't understand how people um, agree with her, and people are like, oh, yeah, you're right. I think you're telling the truth, so uh, we'll move on. Sure. Very crazy. Um, yeah. Um, so, also, uh, Ducey in the... Uh, uh, talking to Biden about the classified docs. I guess there was a second batch of docs that everyone's talking about um, that Biden had in his lock garage uh, next to his Corvette or whatever. So here's the question and here's Biden's response. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? Wow. Let me, uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So but anyway, in a garage. yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. There you go. He's got to, he's taking it very seriously. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of other reports saying that he had no idea that he had these docs. Um, that's not good. If you had no idea that you had highly classified docs locked somewhere, and who knows how many people have been in that area, who's been in and out of the garage, is there a list of people who's been in and out of the garage? 
This is this is a whole uh, well, you know, they say it's Trump 2.0, but Trump is different. I think it's different. I mean, obviously, the left is now saying that Biden, you know, he's a good guy and it's okay. He didn't know, you know, during this presidency with Obama. As vice president, he didn't know. He left it there and started a campaign. And sure enough, he has some documents and he didn't know. But, you know, but since they found him and they're complying with the uh, um, the archives department, you know, they're doing the right thing. And that's the spin that they're using right now. Um, obviously, in Mar-a-Lago with Trump, we had to raid that and make it look super bad. And sure enough, uh, that's what they did. So they're, they are making it seem like it's okay with what Biden did. And Trump is still bad. So bad Trump. Biden good. That's the whole spin of what they're doing um, here. Oh, yeah. Also, remember how I told you about the 87,000 um, IRS agents that they're going to defund them? The, that was the first bill that Congress is going to pass. But this is what Biden said uh, yesterday. And, uh, and this is what we called it. We called it. Sure enough, called it because we all know. There's no point, even though if we run Congress, we can run investigations, we can try to pass bills. It's not going to happen because this is what Biden just said. Well, let me be very clear. If any of these bills make it to my desk, I will veto them. Well, let me be. There you go. There's your answer right there. So if you are so excited, everyone on the right is like, oh, yeah, we're going to defund the IRS. We're going to stop everyone at the border. No, this guy's going to veto it, and it's got to pass the Senate. And I guess there's another loophole. I guess Congress could try to pass it, but it's a whole other ball game to try to get it through. Forget it. They're, who cares? You have to have... The Congress, you got to have the Senate, you got to have the White House to get anything done. That's what I'm thinking, you know? So there you go. Um, what else uh, is going on quickly? Uh, sure enough, we know California has their storms still going on. And uh, here is um, Matt Gates on uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has been forced to repeal the COVID vax mandate. Now, this is interesting. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is also on the vaccine mandate issue, but the amendment expresses the sense of Congress that in addition to disapproving of the vaccine mandate, that we believe that service members who have already been separated ought to be restored with their pay and with their rank. And I would observe that in times of fear, our nation has proved time and again that we are capable of making very irrational decisions. And that fear can come with the fog of war. But the good news for America is that in many of these circumstances, after time had passed, the decisions did not stand up to logic or common sense or reason or the freedoms enshrined in our Constitution. And so we got rid of them and we did what we could to make right. And this is indeed what is called for when we evaluate the horrendous military vaccine mandate. A vaccine, by the way, that we know with 100% certainty does not prevent COVID. It is a, a, a vaccine created with the intent of preventing high-risk Americans from becoming fatally ill, but our service members are predominantly low risk. Our military is one of the few jobs left in America where individual health and wellness is a mandatory condition to keep the job. That's, that's not the case in almost any other job that we can think of. 
And yet, the Department of Defense's policy is forcing the services to fire thousands of service, service members at a time when we are indeed in a recruiting crisis. Think of this. According to testimony we've received, the pool of young adults fit to serve is around 23%, and DOD is calling it the Nintendo generation. And a reason that we will now endure recruiting challenges going forward, a reason why recruiting tours are even being ex uh, extended in the Army, is because young people look at this vaccine mandate and it makes them less likely to serve in the military. That's Matt Gates in there about how they're going to reverse it and uh, this policy that they're going to try to pass uh, to get full pay back to the military members that were fired because of the vax mandates. Um, it sounds great. Will it happen? I highly doubt it. But it's very possible. Maybe it'll happen. And if it does, think about this, guys. Think about all the patriotic military men are going to come back into the army and we're going to take over America, right? That's what I'm hoping for, right? Because we need America back. We're losing America. You see these prices? You see the gas prices? You see the food prices? This is not America, all right? We have an invasion at the border, and we got a retard at the White House. I'm pissed. All right, guys. This is Jess Weber for the Weber's Report. Make sure you tune in nightly because uh, we're doing it nightly. Why not, right? Make sure you check over at Weber'sWay.com and sign up. Be a member for free. It's free. You don't have to pay a dime. But we would love your money because we are so, uh, we are viewer funded. I did not, I know it sucks, but we are very, very viewer funded. So support us over there at Weber'sWay.com. Remember guys, Weber's Way is coming out with new t-shirts very soon. We're working on them. Podcast with me and Cam coming up this week. Freedom Fridays with me and Gabby this week. Um, also, if you're just listening now, I just did a show with Vindog. Check Vindog out on Instagram and YouTube and Rumble. We're going to have our show air on Saturday where I get, I'm off the chain there. So check that out. Me and Vindog go crazy on Saturday. Um, other than that, guys, you know it. You know what I'm going to say. It's true. Jesus is definitely coming. And he's going to knock at your door. And if you're not ready, you better get ready. But I know the people I'm talking to. You guys are already ready. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to keep convincing these other people that are not ready. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to say that your friends, your families might be on the left side and they just won't wake up. Kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. Show them love. Show them that you care about them. And then slip in that red pill, right? That's what we got to do. Just keep slipping in those red pills. Slip it in the drink, actually. Try to make something happen to really convince them. I know you might have to put on a show or whatever, stage a couple things. But we got to do something. Trick them. Because we need them to wake up. All right, guys. I love you guys. And remember, justice 
is coming, which is Jesus is coming. So if Jesus is coming, justice is coming. All right. Love you guys. See you later.